0: Hey, what's up? Hello! Welcome to Sounds Fake But Okay, a podcast where an arrow ace girl, I'm Sarah, that's me. And a demi-street girl, that's me, Kayla. Talk about all things to do with love, relationships, sexuality, and pretty much anything else we just don't understand. On today's episode, millennials
1: ruining everything. Sounds Sounds Fake But but okay. Okay.
0: Welcome back to the pod. Mill- millennials. It doesn't really work. Oh yeah, it didn't cuz none of them work. All oh, right. False. So
1: Kayla, what are what are we talking about this Today, week? Today, <laughs> first of all, my cat is like on top of me. Uh, she wants to be a doing? part of the fun. Oh my god. Um I'm sorry if you hear cat noises everywhere. Her butt is like inside the mic right now. Um Good. Sorry, she's like trying to step on my computer. Okay. Um this week we're talking about how millennials have just ruined everything. Malls, Toys R Us.
0: Specifically though, Sex. sex. They've ruined <laughs> sex. They've done it, folks. Yeah. So we encountered this article.
1: Well entitled okay. Someone sent think, to Yeah, us.
0: someone sent it to us, right? So someone sent this to us. It's called Why Are Young People Having So Little Sex? It's from the atlantic it's from the december 2018 issue it's by kate julian
1: sent it was sent to us um by sarah at caged underscore dear on twitter
0: hello we got that such a long time yeah i mean she's
1: also been listening for a long time sorry sarah yeah she has
0: but the article is a pretty in-depth article basically talking about all the like Work a bunch of people have done in terms of like figuring out, slash proving slash discussing why young people are having so little sex, and it's a it's coaster. a very long article. It was really um because it kind of yeah um, it kind of goes through like everything and like a
1: lot of research, so it's very interesting, but very long. We'll link yeah. it in the the like episode
0: description. What were your initial reactions to it, other than it's um, long?
1: I mean, I think. So it went through, like, a lot of stuff. And so, well, so basically the article was saying, like, all of these studies have shown that, like, people today, not just millennials, actually, like, baby boomers and other generations, too, Mm -hmm. are just having, like, less sex. Like, there's a lot of people that do, like, studies, like, every year, and they'll ask people, like, how Mm -hmm. often they're having sex or whatever. And so I guess people are just finding that, like, people now are just having sex, like, less times a week or less times a month. So the whole article was basically like talking to researchers and talking to people and being like, "Why do you think this is happening?" So it was interesting because there was like a mm. lot of different reasons. It was like, yeah, technology. like technology, porn, dating sites, the economy, school, just like cultural helicopter, helicopter parents, parents. Like stuff in general. So I thought it was interesting, and there was definitely some that I thought were like, like that I just like agreed with more. That I was like, "Oh yeah, I think that is probably yeah." a reason more than anything else but kind of more than anything else I was kind of like yeah all of these reasons together is probably what it is like I don't Mm -hmm. think
0: it was just really
1: yeah I just don't think there's any like one thing that you can put it on but like a lot of the points that were made I was like yeah Yeah. that makes a lot of sense
0: you know it was just really interesting because like my initial reaction to like the beginning part of this article was like because, like, they basically was talking about how a lot of countries are like, oh, shit, our people are having less sex. Like, wh- what do we do? And my instinct was like, do nothing. We're fucking overpopulating the Earth. <laughs> Everyone's <laughs> always going on about needing to continue humanity. and It's like, no, humanity is going to be fine, except for the fact that we're overheating the Earth and killing us all anyway. But then I was thinking, I was like, all right, but, like, with the rise of, like, various birth controls and other ways of having sex that are becoming more mainstream a lot of sex isn't going to lead to pregnancy anyway so like why do governments of developed countries care so much about like their people having what they deem is like enough sex and then it was like well on average people who have more sex are happier and i was like all right whatever sure i get that but i'm never gonna fully understand that (coughs) um but but then at the end there's a quote where it says one answer which i heard from a few quarters is that our sexual appetites are meant to be easily extinguished the human race needs sex but individual humans don't it sounds to me like the reason governments are so concerned about people having enough sex that is my big theory it's all about capitalism they need more people to procreate so that there's more people to consume I mean, goods okay.
1: <laughs> i think i have a less pessimistic outlook <laughs> But it also might be because (laughs) I am someone that does participate in sex. Like I get, and I got that too, of like reading it. I was kind of like, why are people like so concerned about this? Like, why do we need to study this? But also like, I mean, I understand it because one part of the article that I was like, oh, okay, like this kind of makes it make more sense is like humans are one of the only species that have sex. Like we do like a lot of species only have sex during certain times of the year when like it's mating season and they do it just to have offspring and that's it. And like, it's something that is really yeah. unique about humans that humans like have sex whenever or sex is something that like some humans actually like desire and seek out outside of procreation like that is something that's very
0: unique to humans is that you know what else is no. unique to humans the fact that we're causing major global warming do all things that humans do really need to be continued this is just very ace it's it's fine i, Continue. Okay.
1: <laughs> I mean i get where you're coming from
0: i'm i'm playing no. the pessimist no i know for this and it, it makes
1: sense that you are because obviously this is something that like isn't the most relatable to you
0: yeah, it's one of the one of the one things that like I'm probably never gonna fully get my head around in terms of discussing allosexual people or people right. who have, which like sex. totally
1: makes sense. So I yeah, it's interesting because I think I just have a different perspective because I like like just you know as someone who has sex, like I just have a different perspective. So, but I mean like I do understand why it's interesting to people or like why it's concerning because like I mean it is. So, like, I get it because it's a big part of, like, a lot of people's lives and, like, a lot a big part of, like, health and wellness in general. And so, like, any trend that, like, isn't expected, because I think people are probably expecting with the rise of birth control and, like, people, like, not caring as much about, like, the decorum of whatever, people probably expected sex to be on the rise. So like I get why it's something that people are, yeah. like, concerned about if it's, like, not what they're expecting, you know? Yeah, I guess. I, well, I just think it's hard because, like, part of the article, too, was, like, you know, there's been studies proving that, like, sex makes you happier and it makes you healthier and stuff, which is hard yeah. because, like, for people that do want to have sex and enjoy sex, it probably does make them happier because there's, like, hormonal stuff and, like, you know, body stuff. And it, it probably is really right. healthy, but it's, like, also obviously not something that you need to do to live a happy and healthy life. So it's, I was thinking, I was trying to think of anything else in life that was like that, where it's, like, it's healthy to do, but you don't, like, need to do it. And I was like, vitamins? Mm -hmm. But I was like, no, but you should take vitamins.
0: (laughs) Like, you should, even if you don't take the vitamins, you still need to get the vitamins from elsewhere.
1: Right, and then I was like, exercise? But then I was like, no, you, like, really should exercise. So, like, I couldn't even think of an equivalent of something of, like, yeah, it is healthy to do... And, like, it is good for you, ultimately, but, like, it's, like, you don't need it, you know? Yeah. Like, I couldn't even think of anything. Yeah.
0: Well, because I... That rubbed me the wrong way a little bit, but I also, like, totally understood where they were coming from, is because it's hard when you're writing an article like this to be, like, here's a thousand caveats for you know, a thousand different things. And this, this article did actually mention asexuality at one point. It did, yeah. It said, quote, and some people today might feel less pressured into sex they don't want to have, thanks to changing gender, it says mores, I think it's supposed to say roles, and growing awareness of diverse sexual orientations, including asexuality.
1: Yeah, and so, yeah, and it mentioned that, and I think there was a lot of other parts of the article that, like, kind of read in an ace way yeah like one of the parts of the article was like oh maybe one reason is because like people don't feel pressured into having sex Mm -hmm. and they feel empowered to say like no thank you yeah like so part of the article did like go into that of like you know part of the reason might be that like before people felt like it was something they had to do and now they don't you know yeah
0: and so like i understand why they weren't like here's a caveat for asexual people and not even all asexual people just the ones who don't have sex <laughs> like yeah I understand why they didn't include that but just f- coming from my perspective it's always gonna be something that I look for also though this is kind of bringing us back to the real roots of sounds fake but okay the podcast <laughs> some of the numbers it gave at the beginning of like how often people have sex and they're like oh it's down from this number to this number and I was looking at that and I was like that still seems like so much <laughs> what what number seemed like too much my to ace self well not even like too much just like well, yeah but it, it it's like um like in in my perfect little world i get to imagine that no one has sex ever <laughs> but when you throw numbers at me and i can't even find them i think it was like okay hold on i'm sorry
1: there's like a dog or something like
0: screaming outside my window can you hear it yeah
1: i can hear it hold on let me like look outside what is happening hello where's this dog oh is that the dog oh that dog's just standing outside does that dog need help should I go check on this dog? I
0: can really hear that quite clearly through my head. Well, headphones.
1: now I'm next to the window, and I brought you with me.
0: Yeah, but still. Oh, wait. Now there's someone outside?
1: Oh, the dog has a cast on his leg? Oh, no. Keep this all in. I'm going to sound very far away, but honestly, keep it all in. <laughs> dog is now laying down. Someone rolled by with their trash can. <laughs> cat is watching this
0: dog. <laughs> Since it stopped yelling, can we go back to potting?
1: <laughs> yeah, let me just take a picture of it. Like, oh, it's going. To, oh, the woman is talking to the dog. This woman knows this dog. It's walking.
0: Hello, dog. Oh, come,
1: come back, I want to take a picture. i behind a car.
0: How big is this dog?
1: It is not like cute. It's, I mean, it's chubby. Okay. Okay, I think it's done doing that.
0: All right, well, while you were giving us a play-by-play... Oh. After- Dog.
1: Oh, it started again. <laughs> no! Are you kidding me? I think its person went back inside. Oh, it's so loud. Boy. Okay, well, I guess we just, this dog is on the podcast now, I guess. All right, well, welcome
0: to the pod. While you were uh, giving us a play by play of the dog, I found the quote. It says um from the late 1990s to 2014 Twenge found drawing on data from the general social survey the ad- average adult went from having sex 62 times zero to 54 times that's like more than once a week <laughs> yeah i think one of them i saw was
1: like it went from like six times a month to five that is
0: so many times <laughs> i mean it's like not though <laughs> But like I'm ace and I like to pretend that no no one has sex ever, Kayla.
1: (laughs) I mean I know. I like to pretend that people don't have penises. So like I get it. (laughs) But like I mean if you think about it, if you're living with your
0: partner I would still just be like, That's too much. (laughs) I guess. I don't know. I mean (laughs)
1: this is just I like don't this this is just classic sounds
0: fake where I'm just like, I don't understand.
1: I mean like I don't know how to explain this to you, you know? Like <laughs> Yeah. I just don't. Anyway, like,
0: TLDR when you throw numbers at me like that, I can't pretend that no one has sex and it's alarming. I'm very sorry. Thank you.
1: That really is like a classic sounds fake. Like It it truly is. That's like
0: oof, a classic. Yeah. You know what I was just the one part of the article. I was just like, can't this be over? It was uh- it was when there was They were talking about, like, porn and masturbation. That was a long section. (laughs) It was a long section. There's been so much drama and controversy about porn in so many different circles. Like, within queer communities, within, like, religious communities, within neither. And I'm just sick of it. Like, I don't (laughs) care. Like, as long as the porn is being made in a consensual and safe and non-exploitative way, I don't care. (laughs) Yeah, there's a- Stop talking about it. People
1: like really care about. It. I think because there's just like so much access to it now. Yeah, that people are like, well, it must be a bad thing. Like it must be. Yeah, but like if you think about it, that's the same conversation people have had about like every new thing. Yeah, like the newspaper came out, people were like, no, <laughs> this is horrible. books came out. I've read ancient articles like about how books from, are uh, bad. About how books like. Fiction books are like trash, and yeah. people that read them are trash. And then, you know, radio came out trash, TV melts your brain, movies the worst. Like, it yeah. happens with everything. Like, absolutely, I'm sure ancient forms of porn, like, you know, just, like, those magazines and whatever, people are, like, and now those are, like, whatever. Well,
0: yeah, the, the one thing that I did think was a very good point, um, towards the end of the article was it said, studies show that in the absence of high quality sex education, teen boys look to porn for help understanding sex. Anal sex and other acts women can find painful are ubiquitous in mainstream porn. This isn't to say that anal sex has to be painful, but rather that the version most women are experiencing is, which is, A good point, but I would argue that that is an argument for more high-quality sex education.
1: Yeah, I definitely... There was... Yeah, I think the last section of the article was um, all about just, like, bad sex. Yeah. And I thought that part was really interesting Mm -hmm. because it kind of tied together, like, a lot of the parts of the article because Mm -hmm. part of the article was talking about how, like, people aren't having sex for, like, the first time until later in their lives. Mm -hmm. And so... Like, and sex is a thing where, you know, it takes practice to be good at. Yeah. Like, anything else. Like, you're not just going to be, like, good at it. Yeah. And so, like, if you're not having sex for the first time until later, and then you're going to be, like, not good at it. Mm -hmm. And then, yeah, a lot of your knowledge is coming from porn, which is, like, really unrealistic. Yeah. Well, and it was also
0: talking about how um, with hookup culture, like people don't know their sexual partners as well and so then like they're not having as good of sex and then it makes them not want to have as much sex and that was one of the arguments for one of the reasons why it might be going down
1: yeah which like that argument i was like yeah that totally makes sense because people might be hooking up a lot but like it takes a while to like learn what someone wants and to like you know it's like a two-person or more thing like you're not just gonna like you, I, like I don't know it's like a sport it takes practice to work as
0: a team like yes and give me just, that like, sports analogy
1: okay but like it is like I don't know how else to describe <laughs> it in like a non-gross way of like you're just not the first you know it's gonna be not as good yeah <laughs> like the the thing in movies where like people meet and then they
0: have like amazing sex is like no like it just yeah no yeah You know what else happens a lot in movies that was one of the things that was kind of talked about, like, they talked about things kind of parallel to this, was they were talking a lot about, like, dating apps. Ooh, dating apps. Uh And how that was causing problems because people, like, aren't as good at interacting with each other face-to-face. And there was also some really good points about, like, the Me Too movement and how people are just a little bit more wary about just, like, asking people out, which, Uh like... I think on one hand that's good because people are being more careful. Part of the problem is that, like, there are now a lot of men who are be like, I'm afraid to, you know, ask a woman out because they've been socialized in this toxic masculinity. So they can't tell the difference uh-huh. between what's okay and what's not. <laughs> and mm-hmm. that's like kind of astounding to me but also it makes sense like if society has been telling them to pursue women in a certain way all their lives and suddenly people are like wait be more careful don't do that it makes sense that they would kind of freak out <laughs> i know like on one hand i do want to be like oh men are so
1: stupid for not being able to know the difference but also like thinking about it like even if someone approached me in like a perfectly fine way like mm-hmm. at a bar or anything, like. I have been approached at bars before of someone being like, let me buy you a drink. And, like, even if it's completely nice and, Mm -hmm. like, they are being very respectful, like, it still does kind of freak me out. Yeah. Because it's, like, you know, it's a stranger and it's a man coming up to you. Mm -hmm. And even though that's, like, and that, like, used to be how everything was done, like, I totally understand that because, like... It is weird because even if you do it in a perfectly fine way, it is, you know? Yeah. Like, on one hand, like, I don't... I do really understand, like, men's
0: concern because it is weird. Right. Well, and it's also just, like, now people are more empowered to not just feel like they have to go with it. Like, especially Mm -hmm. in straight relationships when you have, like, a man pursuing a woman. Women now, I think they because of the Me Too movement and all sorts of, like, Time's Up and all that sort of thing, they feel more empowered to, and they feel like they're going to be supported if they do just be like, I'm not interested in this, rather than they just kind of go with it. And it was kind of circling back, going back to the dating apps, They was saying how a lot of these young people that they were talking to were, some of them were kind of, like, romanticizing, like, the meat cute or, like, That sort of thing, and some of them were kind of like I don't know, it's a little bit weird. But I just like between like the meet cute and dating apps, and it was saying how dating apps aren't actually really that successful, even just for hookups, just because of the time spent versus like outcome slash output. (laughs) Like it's just not. It doesn't. It's not as uh effective as people would make it seem, but. Like, in my experience, the majority of relationships, like, romantic and sexual relationships of people my age, or at least the majority of successful ones, they met through, like, an activity or some sort of overlapping friend group. And, like, historically, that's gotta be the most common way to meet. Like, <laughs> you can write yeah. fan fiction about meet-cutes all you want, but we meet most of the people we know in this way, romantic partners or not. And so I think people are relying a ton on like dating apps and like dreaming of their meet cute but it's like the reality is that most people do meet like potential romantic and sexual partners like from an organized activity or a friend group and i think that is one thing that the article didn't really touch on which i understand Uh. i understand why because it doesn't really go with their argument but
1: (laughs) well i also think it's hard though like Because I, there's this podcast I listen to called Why Won't You Date Me, Mm -hmm. would recommend. Um, It's very funny. But so she, Nicole Byer, the comedian, lives in LA and she was like, yeah, when I lived in New York, it was super easy to meet people. And like, you would go to a bar, run into people you had never met, and by the end of the night, you'd be best friends. Mm -hmm. But in LA, like, no one, you know, is, everyone's really flaky and like, whatever, that doesn't happen. So, I think it, like, kind of depends on where you are. Yeah. And also, like, the article did talk about this one guy was saying, like, oh, I was in, like, a volleyball league or something, and there was someone I played with I thought was cute, but, like, I wasn't going to ask them out because it, like, felt wrong and weird. Mm -hmm. Which I get because it's, like, you know, you don't want to, like, ruin whatever. Mm -hmm. And also, as a new adult, learning, like, because, yeah, for us in college, like, a lot of the people we knew that were dating – met through like activities and organizations and clubs and whatever yeah but what i have realized recently is as an adult um those things don't exist
0: yeah well i mean they do in
1: abundance yeah (laughs) like they're there but like meeting people as an adult is a lot different i have realized recently that's fair i just think a lot of the people who
0: i know who are in relationships even if they are older they did meet in like high school or college
1: well yeah, but we have to think about people yeah, things are changing. Older than us stopped dating after college because that's when they met yeah. their person, you know, right. Like people are just getting yeah. married earlier. Well
0: and I think the the article kind of touched on this. That's part of the appeal of something like a dating app or a dating website, because like they're saying that like, okay, we've each opted into this. I'm at least a little bit interested in you. So, like, Mm -hmm. I don't feel as nervous being like, hey, let's, you know, get coffee or something and having it not be misconstrued. It's like, yes, this is a date. This is definitely a date.
1: (laughs) Well, yeah, that does, that part definitely does make it easier. Because one of the other parts of the article, too, was talking about how people are like, the labels of, like, dating and the terminology is really confusing. Like, you're exclusive or you're dating or you're seeing each other whatever. And, yeah, I think an app does help clear that up because then you're, clearly like, oh, I'm not just, like, asking you to the movies as a friend, but maybe it's a date, but maybe not. Like, on a dating
0: app, you know. Yeah, exactly. Another thing I found interesting on this article was it was talking about, and I think they honestly could have even gone into more detail on this, but it was long enough as it was. They were basically talking about how millennials now to 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 quote this, millennials don't like to get naked. <laughs> um, <laughs> if you go to the gym now, everyone under thirty will put their underwear on under the towel, which is a massive cultural shift, um, which I think is true. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it's but then there's also this idea of like because of the media, I think the expectations of what an attractive body looks like has become more and more prevalent and worse and worse (laughs) because you're looking at like kim k and her new shapewear line that has a problematic name and like you know she looks like that because she has a billion dollars what is
1: the name of it kimono oh boy and
0: she's trying to trademark it
1: oh you can't
0: yeah but you know there's this there's these huge expectations of like what a person should look like and so people are more and more uncomfortable like showing their bodies to people and so it does kind of make sense that like a lot of people may be less comfortable having sex because of that
1: yeah i was just gonna say i think that trope is like something i've heard even in media of like bigger women being like oh i need the lights off or like mm-hmm. he touched me like um what was the movie on netflix Dumplin? yeah really good movie loved it but I did see like some fat activists being like, "I'm really sick of the story of like because in the movie, this guy, like she's kissing this mm-hmm. guy who she like really likes then he like touches her back and she like freaks out. Cause she's like, "Oh no, I'm fat. Mm-hmm. And people are like, I'm really sick of this narrative of like fat people like not just like owning their bodies and loving them but I think like that's having true to like accept them. Of skinny
0: people too. like just the culture is so toxic that everyone's yeah. like, everything about me is wrong. Mm -hmm. And I think that's especially true in America. Um, I would say in everywhere. Well, here's the thing, though. Like, the whole idea of, like, people being less comfortable naked, I think I've mentioned this maybe on the pod before, but when I was in Germany, we were at Quidditch Nationals, and we were all, like, staying in this, like, gym thing, and all the showers were just, like, openly out in the bathroom, and so people were just straight up showering naked and weird i was super like i i was like no i'm not (laughs) i'm not doing this like i walked in and i was just super uncomfortable even like the fact that other people were showering in there i was like i'm not doing this yeah but it was a big cultural difference because my one friend who was also there with me she was also uncomfortable with it even though she was german but it was more of like I think body image issues or like just not being comfortable with people seeing her with no clothes on and so Mm -hmm. I definitely think there are a lot of cultural differences that make it worse in America in terms of like not being comfortable with your body and not being comfortable with other people seeing your body.
1: Yeah. I was, th- I was mostly thinking of a lot of Asian cultures where, like, body modification is, like, really big. Yeah. Um, and maybe that has to do more with the face. But, like, a lot of Asian cultures, like, facial surgery and facial, just, like, modifications are, like, really big. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, it obviously isn't just America where, like, body standards are fucked up. Yeah.
0: But, yeah. It's yeah. just a different – it's in a different manner. Yeah. Yeah. Another thing that I would like to touch on is this idea of, like – the reason people are having less sex is because of like helicopter parents. <laughs>
1: okay, this is something I totally agree with. Oh, yeah. Because I, especially because of where I work now, I work in a place that helps kids get into college. And so we work with a lot of kids that are like really smart and do like a thousand extracurricular activities and stuff mm-hmm. because they are trying to get into college and they're really smart. And I was thinking about it and I was like, yeah, it like and I was thinking about like my own stuff in high school and I was like, it totally makes sense if like getting into college now is so hard and getting a job is so hard that you mm-hmm. like you have to work really hard in high school to get to college. You have to work really hard in college to be able to get a job and then you get a job and you have to work really hard to keep it. Yeah. Like there really is no time for sex. There's there's like, all
0: this pressure to like do super well in school mm-hmm. and in your career that a lot of times and i've seen this firsthand with people i know who their parents are like school 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 career 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 like don't focus on a relationship
1: well yeah and i think one of the things in the article was some college kids saying like that they actively tried to like not fall in love in college because mm-hmm. they were like it might mess up my plans yeah which makes sense like it does complicate things yeah i can tell you but like mm-hmm. yeah i thought that was totally accurate because like even thinking about when i was in high school like my parents like pushed me very hard for sure, but like they still emphasize the importance of like me being happy and whatever. But I did have a no dating until you're 16 rule. Yeah. And I, and I know other people that had that too. Uh huh. I did too. So I had I do, People I, who
0: did like no dating until you're a freshman, no dating until you're 16.
1: Yeah. yeah. And so I wonder like those, it seems to like not be uncommon, those kind of rules. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if like that's also part of it.
0: Yeah definitely and like honestly just the the extracurricular activities one is so freaking true because like I remember at one point in high school when someone asked me out we talked about this on a pod many moons ago not going to go into the details but um (laughs) one of I like panicked because I didn't understand that I was ace yet but I was like I don't want this and one of like, the main reason I gave was, like, I just, like, don't have time for a relationship, which wasn't untrue, because I was yeah. in school, I was taking AP classes, I was doing gymnastics 20 hours a week, like, it's a lot, and one of the things that was so interesting to me in the article was that they were saying, like, when there's a decline of unsupervised free time, people are just, like, less likely to to have sex like if you have free time and you're like not don't know what to do when you're not doing anything then you might you know get a little handsy you know have 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 some sexual activities but if you're doing like all like even if it's not supervised but if it's just like organized you're not mm-hmm. like no one has time for that
1: <laughs> well yeah it's like you're at school and then you're studying and, like, even if you are studying with someone else, like, you got to study. You have yeah. an AP history test tomorrow. Yeah. And then you have baseball and then you have like debate. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, yeah, even when you are hanging out with your friends, like, you're still doing things that like need to get done. Like, yeah, yeah there's like truly no time. Which is weird to say, because in my mind, I'm like, yeah, there's no time to, like, be a kid. Yeah. And also, I'm like, okay, but do I really want kids having sex when sex ed is so bad? Yeah. Like, if sex ed was better, I'd be, like, fine, do whatever you want. But, yeah. like, yeah, I don't trust them when sex education is so bad, and it's not their fault, but yeah. whatever. Yeah. And so, it's 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 a weird thing, because now in my mind, I'm like, oh, I am concerned about how much sex people are having.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, it, yeah, it is this weird thing.
0: Yeah, I think i mean i get freaked out about young people having sex too and i think that's in part just because i'm like ah sex like i'm (laughs) like freaked out by it to begin with and so it makes me feel even weirder when i think of like young people but also it's just like this idea that like it's an adult thing which like is true because you have to understand what you're doing and understand the possible repercussions and understand like consent and stuff but like It's still just in my head where it's like, well, once you're 18, it's fine. You know?
1: Yeah. (laughs) Like, there's still that weird hurdle. To me, even once you're, like, 16, probably, like, I
0: feel like... 16 still just feels so young to me. Like, when I think about how old a 16-year-old is, I'm like, what? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, same, but
1: also, like, I mean, if you think about... Like, I think about some 16-year-olds I've met or, like, that I see doing things, and I'm like, no, you're, like... Like, obviously they're not, they still have, like, development to happen. Yeah. But, like, they're not dumb, you know? Yeah,
0: well, it's also, like, I, you know, like, the whole argument that 16-year-olds should be able to vote in America? Yeah. Like, I think that there's a fairly strong argument there. So it's, like, Mm -hmm. how can I be, like, in support of that and be, like, no, and also be, like, oh, yeah, they can drive a car, but I don't trust them to have Mm -hmm. sex? I just get, I just... It's a, it's a combination of society, like, telling me certain things and me just being super ace.
1: <laughs> I know. Like, that's super true, though. If you think about it, like, driving a car is extremely dangerous. Yeah. And we let 15-year-olds do it. Yeah. Like, that's when, in America, you start learning. Depending on the but, state. Like, oh, really? It's
0: different state by state. But it okay. the average is you can get your license around 16, so you can start learning to drive before then.
1: Yeah. So it's like, oh, but you can't, like have sex. I don't know. It is this really weird thing because now in my head I'm like, I don't know, because you think about like how much pressure is being put on kids and like Mm -hmm. even adults like in the workforce and it seems like having less sex is just kind of like a symptom of that. Yeah. Which does make me sad that people are having less sex, not because they're having less sex necessarily, but because it's coming from something else.
0: Yeah. Well, and also just like then thinking about like what age is an okay age to start having sex. It's like, well... I don't think you should be sexualizing anyone if they don't want it to be. But, yeah. like, it, it, you shouldn't sexualize children. But at what point yeah. does a child become old enough, you know? Yeah. It So many questions. Yeah. This went off the rails, but. It really did. I have thoughts. <laughs> Here they are. Here they are. But, I, yeah, I mean, I think, in general, this was a very interesting article, and I think it made some good points. I And I agree with what you said earlier about, like, some of them seemed more legit to me than others. But I think they there's something to basically everything they were saying, and they did mention that, like this um, sex recession, as they're calling it, may be a mostly heterosexual phenomenon. Yeah. Because they were saying sexual minorities tend to use online dating services at much higher rates than straight people. Um, and, you know, if you're looking at these, like, issues of, like, men being afraid to approach women because it's all about the context, but adult men are never taught the context, and so, like, they just, like, don't do it, that you don't have those inherent gender rules running this show in queer relationships. And so I can see there being fewer issues there.
1: Yeah, I did wonder, because a lot of this stuff came from, like, studies and surveys. Mm -hmm. And I did wonder, like, what the demographic of those surveys were.
0: Yeah. But there hasn't been a lot of research on it because, yeah, you know. But, like, it did say, like, there are definitely some reasons that are, like, very positive. Like, it was saying that, like, we might be seeing lower like people having less sex because there's a retreat from coercive or otherwise unwanted sex and that's like a very good thing
1: yeah i think yeah that was definitely like a positive and it was interesting because to me i think it is probably a mixture of like a lot of these things mm-hmm. all together but i do think part of it has to be yeah that rise of like people feeling more comfortable like saying
0: mm-hmm. yeah and i and that's a good thing to my mind yeah like full stop so you yeah. know
1: Yeah, I definitely think it's interesting, even, like, from an asexual perspective of, like, I mean, just, like, anything, like, I was saying, like, sex is a really big part of Mm -hmm. human life, even if you're not having it, like, Mm -hmm. obviously it's how people are born, whatever, and so it is interesting to think about, like, okay, something that is very important to human life, like, is declining, why?
0: Yeah, and there were just, there were some things in this article that definitely did rub me the wrong way. But a lot of it was like the author quoting other people. Um, yeah, and I think overall, I think this article, the the writer Kate something, um, did a pretty good job of like although she was Kate Julian, although she was talking primarily about like straight sex and straight relationships, I think she did a pretty good job of like being inclusive and like looking at all of mm-hmm. the perspectives. So, I mean, I would recommend this article, if anyone's curious. Yeah, it was, I
1: mean, it's very long, but I do think it's interesting. Do you have anything else to add? Um, there's a cat licking my foot.
0: That's not helpful.
1: Um, I don't know, I don't think so. I mean, yeah, it's a long article, but I definitely think it's, like, it's an interesting read.
0: And one of the things, too, that it mentioned was that, like, people seem to think that other people around them are having more sex than they really are so yeah that's so although people may be having less sex we don't necessarily realize it like socially oh,
1: yeah in my mind it seems like people are having a ton of sex yeah like especially in the college environment yeah but then it yeah it's weird i was thinking because in college like i kind of assumed that like everyone was having sex and like there's a lot of hookups but then i like met people during my senior year that were like I've never had sex before, and, like, mm-hmm. that's not something I'm really interested in, and they were guys, and I was yeah. like, oh, yeah. like, so, yeah, I think you just, like, assume that that's something that, like, everyone's doing, especially guys, but then I met, right. like, a, several people that were like, no.
0: Yeah. Oh, so what's the poll? Open-ended question, because we are full of those these days.
1: I remember when polls were easy? I know.
0: For, like, two episodes. Like, the first two episodes you did that. <laughs> All right. So, why do you think people are having less sex? Tell me. Kayla, I assume that you don't have beef and juice prepared. (laughs) Um,
1: Because I have a lot prepared. Okay, that's, yeah, go.
0: I have one beef that is, like, several interrelated beefs, and I have four juices, so get ready. (laughs) Oh my god. My beef is this goddamn humidity and heat... As I've mentioned before, my house does not have air conditioning. Basically, the entire world is in a heat wave right now, and it's fucking hot. I can always sleep. I'm a master sleeper, okay? But last night, it took me, get this, four hours to fall asleep. I tried to go to bed at 11.30, and I didn't fall asleep until 3.30 in the morning because a i had accidentally taken a nap earlier in the day and b Mm. it was just so hot
1: yeah and it was
0: awful also my back was hurting really
1: hot here too
0: and i was like wow last night i was thinking i was like i never would have survived before the invention of air conditioning but then i remember that i'm white and like my body really isn't designed for this kind of heat anyway but also that in the time of no air conditioning the earth wasn't so fucking hot from climate change so like
1: it's a very good point
0: also um i don't really sweat much i'm not a sweaty person it was I actually know. kind of like a problem for a while because i was like is, do i just not produce sweat like that's
1: <laughs> am i okay i
0: am sweating so much at this very moment Oh no. Like cuz I can't have my fan on when I'm recording yeah. and my room is upstairs so you know heat rises. Yeah, your room gets really hot. And um I feel disgusting right now. So that's my beef. <laughs> my juice. I hate to see it. Juice number 1, Women's Soccer World Cup. I think women's soccer is great. I wish I followed it more to be honest. I just watched the USA versus England game. United States won, but it was pretty stressful. Uh the day this comes out. It will be the finals between the United States and either Sweden or the Netherlands, depending on who wins tomorrow, because we're recording this on Tuesday. That'll be Sunday, so if you listen to it the day it comes out, it'll be very exciting. That's all. Number two, the book The Hate You <laughs> the the Give by Angie Thomas. I bought it so many months ago, and I was going to read it before the movie came out, and then I just, it didn't happen. But I've started reading it now. I um, already cried like three times in the first eighty pages. You know, Good. that's all. My next juice. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> is this is this thing? It's a musical podcast called Thirty Six Questions. It is, I believe, the first musical podcast that ever existed. I listened to the entire thing today. It there's kind of three speaking characters but there's really Who's only two speaking characters. What? Who was in it? Jonathan Groff is in it.
1: Okay, yeah. That's been on my list for literally two years and I still haven't listened to it. I
0: listened to it. the entire thing today cuz it's like it's three acts but it's like 45 yeah. minutes 55 minutes in an hour. So I just listened to the whole fucking thing. I cried. <laughs> it was good. Good. Number 4, my last juice is um so the other day they were finishing up World Pride in New York City and the Broadway League did this performance of Seasons of Love with a bunch of Broadway people and the solos were were sung by Shoshana Bean and George Salazar and just I was thinking about how I've seen both of them perform live and I was like wow this is the perfect storm of things I love but anyway so George Salazar he made a video about it because he started a youtube channel and i was watching his video about it when i couldn't sleep in the middle of the night last night so fucking hot and he was the way he was talking about it it just made me like feel very proud of being a part of this community granted it was the middle of the night i was supposed to be sleeping i was very hot there was a lot going on but it made (laughs) but it made me realize that i don't often feel like actively proud of being queer like it's just kind of like another thing in my life um and especially because i'm ace sometimes i feel outside the bubble and like pride month is this whole thing about like love but because i'm Ace, that identity is often not associated with love even though there's no reason for it not mm-hmm. to be it's just like when people think love they yeah. think romantic love but i mean the reality is that ace identities entities are no less about love than any other queer identity and so i was like watching this and like George was doing a little bit of commentary, and then he, like, showed the video, and there's this moment before the solos where Shoshana, who is a white woman, I don't know what her sexuality is, but she, like, reached out, and she grabbed George's hand, and George is this, like, gay, mixed-race man. They're in very different shows. Behind them is this long line of, like, other people from other shows of different genders and races and sexualities and they like walked forward holding hands and they were slaying their (sighs) solos and it was like so unified and i just like cried and then (laughs) oh my god (laughs) and then in the background because it was at times square and in the background there was this billboard that was like talking about pride and stonewall and it had the hashtag see us hear us and like yeah it was a commercialized hashtag advertising twitter but for a second i was like wait I feel seen and I feel oh heard. Which is another throwback <laughs> to be more chilled musical. But like and the song is just so like joyful. Like it's it's about dying of AIDS. But also like there's a certain celebratory tone of rent. And like it was so joyful. I just felt very nice <laughs> in that moment. And you know what? I'm gonna say it again. Maybe it was because my room was five thousand degrees and it was the middle of the night and I was supposed to be sleeping, but that shit hit me hard <laughs> wow what a spiritual experience you had <laughs> those are my juices kayla what's your beef and juice <laughs> okay my
1: beef is that my body rhythm has been very off recently i've been having a hard time being an adult anyway you don't need to hear about that Adult, but it's been really bad anyway uh, wouldn't recommend anyway but part of it has made my body just like reverse. So in the morning, in like the early afternoon, I'll be like very sick feeling and like it's really bad and like I'll be crying and it's just bad. But then it hits a certain time in the afternoon and night and I feel great and like really energetic. So then I don't want to sleep. So then I stay up late. But then I've been waking up at six because my body hates me and I'm really tired and it's this whole weird thing and I just hate it. I'm sick of it.
0: Wow. I'm sorry. That's my beef.
1: <laughs> yeah it's really bad i need to talk to a doctor about it because it's honestly becoming a problem um anyway all right my juices are um one i get to go home on thursday for the 4th of july not seeing me no i'm going to a different part of michigan so i don't get to see sarah but i'm very very excited to go home and see my family america even the right ladies you're so right. Even though I see my family every day, because I call them every day now, because that's who I am now. It's <laughs> um, <laughs> who I've become. My other juice is podcasts. I've been listening to a lot of podcasts. Big mood. Uh, I got into my brother, my brotherly recently. Mm-hmm. Very good podcast. I've heard good things. Uh, I think you'd like it. It's good. I keep forgetting to mention it, and then someone brought it up in the Discord, and then everyone was excited about it, and I've realized that like I had never to- really told anyone. But the d d podcast I'm doing has an episode, maybe two by now, out. I'll Yo link boy. that below. Into the Gridge. Into the Gridge. So that's fun. Those are, that's it. Plus I have a cat.
0: Yay! Alright. Well, if you want to tell us about your beef, your juice, your, I was going to say your sweat, just because I was thinking about how gross I am, but Maybe like, do, maybe do tell us about your sweat. I don't know that I want to know about your sweat, but oh, you know what, no, whatever I want makes to you happy. Um. <laughs> you, you can find us at Sounds Fake Pod everywhere. Or if you want to help continue to support us, you can support us on Patreon, patreon.com soundsfakepod. Our $2 patrons are Keith McBlain, Roxanne, Alice in Space, Anonymous, Nathan Dennison, Mariah Walter, and Jonathan. $5, Jennifer Smart, Asritha Vinacota, Austin Lay, Drew Finney, Perry Fiera, My Aunt Jeannie, D. Megan Rowell, Quinn Pollock, Emily Collins. $10 patrons are Kevin and Tessa at Dirty Uncle Kevin and at Tessa underscore M underscore K. Sarah Jones at Eternal Lolly. And Arknows, who would like to promote the Trevor Project. Also, Benjamin Ibarra, Moved up from five to ten. Thank you. Woo,
1: we stand. We
0: haven't talked to him about what he wants to promote, but I'm going to just promote him right now. Yes. So thank you. Thanks, Ben. I don't know if you like being called Ben. Sorry. Our $15 <laughs> patrons are Nathaniel White, and Nathaniel J. White com, and my mom, who would like to promote free mom hugs. Thank you for listening. Tune in next Sunday for more Rest in Your Ears.
1: And until then, take good care of your cows.